Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Being Borderless podcast with me, your host, Musa Bajwa. Uh, very happy to be recording this episode today. Firstly, because it's the 40th episode. And secondly, because I'm joined today by uh, someone who's been, who's been a constant annoyance in my life at some point of time. Someone who's, uh, <laughs> who's also being one of my biggest supporters and has supported me regardless of whatever I was doing. Someone who's been very direct. And I think uh, we both shared that traits with each other of being direct and being... Uh, even at the time when we're rather want to hear something different, we're just like, no, you know, you should be wrong. Someone who's always... Uh, uh, whose mental health concerns me at times. <laughs> and I think she... She thinks the same of me at times, but uh, yeah, it's my sister. I don't know if you have a similar relationship with your siblings, but this episode I've been waiting to do for, yeah, since the past 39 episodes, I would say, because uh, I think it was uh, something that was, you can say, on my podcast bu bucket list. And uh, she is someone who's very inspiring. She is someone who's very determined, someone who's very progressive in her ways of uh, developing as a woman as I've seen her and someone who goes above and beyond when she puts her mind to something so welcome to the podcast Mrs. Alia Bajwa starting from where we left off thank you for having me on this podcast I know and because I'm such an awkward person I was just saying no for the past I think whenever you ask me but 40th is a very special number obviously so how consistent determined you are with this journey so obviously i couldn't say no and hide forever so here i am and how are you feeling right now being here uh, i think it's a little intimidating because obviously i'm out of my comfort zone but at the same time it's a cool experience and now i know like how the past 39 episodes were um and what the process is. So it's a good learning curve. And also, I guess it's forcing me to not be so shy to try new things. So that's always a good sign. Yeah, but I, I, I have a different perspective on the basis that you have in the past had started your own YouTube channel you do some social media marketing content creation either on TikTok or on uh, Instagram. So why is this more intimidating? This is, I think, more intimidating because it's like live in action. And then obviously there's like another person like seeing what you're doing. The, I think the difference in social media creation is that you can redo things like a hundred pounds behind the scene, but people only see the final version of that so you have a chance to get over your whatever like internal awkwardness and whatever you're doing mm -hmm. but at the same time i think it's also something um that is a bad habit of mine is that i always am too critical of myself and i always think i need to be like perfect when i'm doing anything on social media or creating content or any of that i always think that my first or second or third take as per se is not the best and I need to keep doing it until it, there's like no flaw but obviously there's always nothing is 
perfect in the end. There's always imperfections in everything. So that's probably exactly. something I need to get on with and learn. Yeah, I mean that you you cannot let that hold you back, right? Like whatever you start, like my even just for me, my first episode. If I go back and listen to it now, there is a huge difference just in forty episodes to where I am now. Like how I how I talk, how I ask questions, how comfortable I am, just in terms of uh, you know sitting in front of the mic and just sometimes yeah. just talking, you know, talking out yeah. of my head. And- and I think also the more podcast we did, the more like those uh, um, started to disappear. Yeah, yeah. Pretty. Um, like the thriller words and thriller sounds. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's interesting because it, it, it translates into other parts of your life as well. So if I'm even doing presentations or if I'm talking to someone, I'd rather take a moment, just, you know, like a break. To pause. Yeah, pause. Thank you. <laughs> then to fill it up with like and um and I'm not saying that it's completely out of my vocabulary yeah or my uh habits like I just did now but it's it's much less much and much I, less and I also think I think when guys do uh like the uh and um compared to when girls are doing the filler or like using the filler words um, it it sounds more apparent, I think, when guys do it because you guys have a deeper voice. So it goes like, you know, it's like it's more. There's more like sound effects. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't. Yeah. Or do you think that that also is because that might portray a, like a lack of confidence? What do you mean? I mean the way you're talking to someone and the way if you're. If you're yeah. standing in a group and in one sentence, you're like, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, things like this. It could be multiple things because it just depends on who's saying it. Because if someone has a language barrier, so they might just be using those similar words to like think about in their head what they want to do next. Or like, you know, they're trying to like calculate that. Or it could be that... um. Metal, just like we're thinking of what to say next, even though you're still confident. So it could be a mixture of things, but most of all, I think it probably comes from people who are not used to public speaking and maybe are not used to, you know, being like improvising mm-hmm. um, what they need to say when they meet people or things like that. So I think that's where it comes for, from. And like you said, like when you did the past episodes until now, you feel like your confidence and your filler word and being confident in your actual like real life where you're not using the on than earth anymore because yeah. you're leading conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 translate, it translates and it's uh, practice. And because once you, once you start practicing it and being conscious of it, initially at least, then you can catch yourself before getting into those... Uh, sentence structures but afterwards it just just becomes a form of habit and you're over it yep so, so moving on uh what i usually do in the podcast and i'm usually asking people but either those be like complete strangers that i've had on the podcast or my friends is for them to talk about their childhood 
and I want you to start with with the following question of uh, what is your first memory of us? Do you remember? I was trying very hard to remember, but I can't. <laughs> My first memory? No, I really don't. I think, yeah, I think maybe the earliest, earliest what I remember is that we used to fall asleep to watching like the Power Rangers um, and different okay. movies that Amma would put on like to put us to bed. I think that's like one of my earliest. I think before that, I don't really remember that well. But okay. that was like one of my earliest. That we used to watch like movies, um, especially Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, especially Power Rangers. And also, we used to watch that um, seal movie that used to watch up on shore. We like Andre. Yeah. <laughs> Andre, I remember we had this. Uh, we. We had like this massive collection of uh, cassettes, yeah, video VHS, yeah, and we would watch. I think we watched them like multiple times yeah, to like see it movies. Them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, I think that's how I can describe it. Because we would watch it every single day until like we move on to the next movie. Yes, yes. So what is your so what is your favorite memory of us, and what is your most annoying memory of us? Of me. <laughs> Favorite memory, um, like as an adult or as like a child? Doesn't matter. I think my favorite memory of us is probably like, obviously countless, like, I feel like when you're in your childhood, there's so many memories to count. But I think that adult is probably like when we get to meet and like explore or travel or do all the things. Um, especially I think last summer when... Our parents came to um, Poland and we all came there and that was a lot of fun. When we went to Krakow together, that road trip was like amazing. So I think those probably count in one of my And then when also, when we went to, uh, we did the whole, um, road trip to Hunza like a few years ago, maybe four yeah. years ago. But those ones are a lot of fun um, and something I always like remember and look back to. And one of the most annoying memories are probably when like we disagree, like we have a disagreement. And then, like, we're both just, like, done with each other. <laughs> like, at least, at least we're... But I think that annoying, like, annoying feeling only lasts, like, five minutes back. And then we're just, like, move on. And that still happens. Yeah. I think that's probably my annoying, most annoying one. Yeah, but I think that the thing that... Yeah, I agree with you. The memory, the two memories that you mentioned. I think for me is probably that those two are the same as where we had family trips together. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think when you were here last year alone, I think that was oh, yeah. the first time. That was the first time that we actually spent time. Spent time, yeah. We got to know each other like on a more like friendly <clears throat> level, like just as like best friends. We got to like really know each other. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, didn't think about that. That's probably one of. And I think my annoying memory probably comes from that trip as well. Because sometimes you're being really hard on yourself. And I, I just wanted to like shake that annoying person out of you. Um, I think that's... Yeah, I think that, that, that is uh, much better today than it was a year ago. Yeah. Definitely. But... Uh, and I that was... Exactly what I <laughs> Yeah, to see a checkup. <clears throat> But that's, I, I yeah, I think that's something that was uh, that will go into more deeper 
coming up through a question in terms of uh, why being raised in the same house we have different very different personalities of course we're different gender wise <laughs> like why is it that the personalities are so different as well why do we think it is that way uh i think one thing also i don't know if it's if people who are listening they and they have siblings they have something similar there is always this one sibling who just calls dumps their shit on you and then they're like, bye and then we're just there with like one boy do with all this information because you're the sort of person who uh, processes things and then that they like to go deep into thinking and then they get like all worried and worked up and they're like after some time they call the sibling back and they're like oh what happened with that news that you told me and that person is like what news no i think with me it's like I honestly don't even go into that much of deep thought. I don't know like how my mind processing, but it's like as soon as something new is happening or something like annoying that I'm going through, I just like I think there's just like a few people on my list. I just call them and I, I just trauma dump like everything that's in my mind on them, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm better. Bye. And then I just like forget about everything I said because I just I just move on really quickly from what like my my previous feeling or whatever that is. I I don't know how. And then, until it comes back again, and then it comes back again. That's what happened with me. And I think that's what you're a victim of. <laughs> I'm always like traumatizing you with my bullshit, and then I just like move on with life. Like I go to the mall, coffee, you'll be at home, like worried as hell, like what the hell is she doing? And then you call me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at the movies. <laughs> yeah, we're like, what? There's uh, there, those are not small things. I was like, ha ha ha, okay, bye. <laughs> Shit. I mean, now I think I've, I've understood how to react to it. Uh, I've also understood in terms of, to it. yeah, when to say goodbye to, like, how to have strong boundaries. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> That's what I'm. In an end up, you also need to say bye to everything on the phone and just like hang up and move on. It's like this space <laughs> that we just created is done. <laughs> Gone. Everything that was said in this space is gone now. Vanished. Banished. Uh, yeah. It was banished. Mm-hmm. It's. I. I just think it's interesting how you can be <laughs> raised by the same parents, but you can be so different. So how 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 do you, you know, how do you perceive that? How do you perceive growing up in our house and how? Do, do you think that changed you or transformed you into who you are today? And we can talk about both. I didn't want to talk that much about Pakistan. Like you can if you want, because I don't think you have that much of a adult yeah, experience. Memories there. Yeah. So you can talk as you find comfortable. But how do you think? How do you perceive growing up in our house? Um. I don't know. I feel like for me, like, obviously I was a younger child, so I got away with a lot more. And also, like, um, I don't know. And and I think also that I obviously had a lot of, like, cousins who were the same age and also cousins who were, like, younger who were all girls. Like, we're most of us are all girls from, like, our mom's side of the family. So all of us kind of, like, and we lived so close to each other, like, as children. But we always, like, were hanging out at least like four times a week because we live so close to each other. I think that if you have that like um, 
friendships or that sort of like support group when you're growing up I think that adds into like being confident later on in life and also being confident knowing that you have people like there for you so I think all of that kind of helped in me um growing up the way I did that's what I'm at least thinking or like maybe giving me that um of being like an extrovert at times but I don't know how because me and I think but but that way we're pretty similar because we all hung out with the same group of cousins and we all played I mean mean, I think that is one aspect of it like but how do you think that changed when you moved to Canada and you actually grew like your adult life was in Canada most of it yeah I think when I went to like when we moved to Canada obviously I was like pretty young still um and I probably changed a lot in the way that we didn't have like family around in Canada obviously we had family in America but I don't know how to answer that question to be honest I feel like it happened like pretty organically for me like I didn't have to like obviously when when I when I went to the elementary school like I wasn't like friends with everyone right away like it still took me time to fit in and see like where where I fit in 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 the new environment but I wasn't um I don't remember ever being like nervous that much I don't know if that's because I was really young but I don't remember it being like intimidating because I think because even though we came like from Pakistan and um, when usually when kids do move over and make a big move to another country they are shy and stuff but I think because I had so many friends back home and then puzzles on everything and I feel like I was already pretty confident and then also you know, we went to private school when we were back Pakistan I think that makes a difference yeah I, I don't know I, I think it depends on uh, I don't I don't uh, it depends on the person yeah, I agree yeah. on some aspects of you because of that. I also had a lot of friends in Pakistan. Yeah. I also had a lot of like cousins that's and everything. But I, no, but I think it depends on your age as well. But that's just my perspective. Maybe if yeah, you no, take definitely. some time and you think on it, you will find further insights for yourself. But for me, I think, I think because I went, I came into straight into high school. Yeah, and high school at least health. when we actually moved in two thousand seven. Because the first time we moved in two thousand three, that time it was that time was not that bad to be honest. But I think the second time was because I had already lived, started living like forming some memories in Pakistan. Yeah, and I was already seventeen, I think sixteen or seventeen. Uh, so that's why that change for me was quite intense, and yet was still you were still like, going up. Yeah, you were like at the prime of like becoming an adult and I was still growing up and um, I think the older you are when you make certain moves and changes the harder it is for you to adjust Yeah. Um, and that's probably why I don't remember being nervous when I went to elementary school or I don't remember being intimidated is because I was so young and even if I was like that's not in my like core memory like because when you're when you even though we're I mean we're three years apart but, but I think the fact that differentiated by elementary school experience versus high school is, is the really like the bigger difference because in high school it's like really there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of 
societal expectations. There's obviously more bullying. Um, there's all all of that comes in with high school there, and then in, in elementary school, I think children's brains are just working a bit differently. Like that, all of that still exists in elementary school, but I think in a lot um, harsher level, maybe. Yeah, I think it's also a lot of societal pressure, right? It's also a lot of pressure of uh, fitting in or what you need to do or you're yeah. a new person. And uh, so like a loss of confidence. And again, yeah. it depends on, some, on people. Like some people who move, they're like, okay, like now if I move somewhere, I'm, I'm a very different person. But that is because I forced myself to, you know, change countries and work in different places and then understand okay there's this possible it's not something difficult of course there's I think it's also because of our nature a little bit like I I feel that at that time and and now I think it's opposite like I think you're more outgoing you're more confident you're more of a people's person than I am in some ways but I think back then you were more shy like I was less shy than you and you were a bit more hesitant to go out of your comfort zone, I think that also. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I I feel like I was uh, growing up. I was not like that. I was very outgoing. I was very yeah. like even my memories from my school or my preschool. If I see the pictures and everything, I was always this. Yeah, like in Pakistan, the, like this. completely different. Like in Pakistan, you were exactly how you are now. Like I think you finally kind of become. That. I think it it started changing when I started like secondary school in Pakistan when yeah. I went into this uh, like grade nine and above, and then once I moved to Canada, I just that the moving and everything that kind of affected me quite a lot. I think. Yeah. But again, as you know, everything happens for a reason, so it's not something that I am regretful for at all. But it is something I think that affects different people. Each person deals with it differently. Yeah, exactly. So. And and also I feel like we were so like blessed to actually like move during hindsight, obviously, and um, not in terms of like our lifestyle in Pakistan was any different. It was we were still being spoiled, but I think blessed in terms that um, it provided us with a lot more opportunity. And I think the memories, like the good and bad and everything that we had there, um, were are so precious and so special because they're such a big part of our life and us like growing up and everything that led us to where we are now. So it, I think all in all, it's always been like a really great experience. And even when I went back like a few years later this May, um, it just still felt like home, you know, like even though like it's been so long that we were not living there now in in Toronto, but I think it's that like that deep rooted like pride I would say or I don't know what it is, but I think that still remains because as soon as you go there, you're just like okay, yeah, I know this, I know that, I know this, I know that. Like I can do this there. I have to go there for here. Like you know, we we're so like mm-hmm. we know everything so well that even when you go there after so long, it still feels kind of like you never left. Yeah, I think it's one of the reasons also not many things have changed yeah. <laughs> over there. <laughs> and you as a person, because 
we'll come to this in uh, in a bit as well because you've lived somewhere else so you've of course changed because you live in a different culture different people yeah. you've done different things you've grown differently so once you go back and you meet the same people or you meet you're in the same environment and you don't see of course there's always change taking place but maybe it's not it hasn't been as extreme of a change that you go through when you physically move somewhere else and then you come back yeah you know uh yeah and i think once you start living in different places it's also interesting because then even when you go back to places where you've grown up after a while you're like i yeah, need to go back yeah i think it's because you become a completely independent like person and you form your own opinions and likes and dislikes and you're in control of your life and at that point like you know exactly what you want and you know exactly like how you want to live so there's no more confusion anymore and before when you're like dependent on your parents and you know like you depend on them by like, surviving in in the world a mm-hmm. lot of more um choices are also um our own choices because we don't know any better you know like we don't uh, we like for example like we always follow what we think is right which obviously as children like all kids do but then when yes. you become an adult then you have a completely different like mindset and and i i would say not in all things but in things such as like where how you want to live and what you want to do because obviously we're not parents yet ourselves so we don't know we don't understand their like thought process to a lot more like deeper than ours for us so we can pick up a bag and go wherever we want but for them like they were you know setting our base up for us so they were doing mm-hmm. a lot more for us than even for themselves so i think for us it's a lot easier that we can just go to places and okay we don't want this we don't want this i mean that's how i perceive it my conversation is like all over the place i'm going so off topic and i have no idea what i'm saying anymore cuz i haven't even had my coffee yet <laughs> no i think it's fine yeah i mean of course it's uh, i think once you start growing up then you better start to understand yourself as an individual and whilst you're doing that you start to understand okay what my boundaries are with everyone and once you start understanding those boundaries then you can also push back where you think you need to push back and of course you don't push back on everything uh, either that be with friends with family with anyone and with the, i think we are also lucky in the sense with our parents that our parents are more Well, not the usual Pakistani parents. I wouldn't say so. Like they're, I think because of their own upbringings, uh, no, because they, they, yeah, they have yeah. had, they have had this kind of uh, access to a different worldview. Uh, that has enabled them to be much more open-minded towards us. So we have felt to be more comfortable to have disagreements with them. to you know push our point to in terms of okay but this is how i see it and this is how i would want to do it yeah. whilst in, in other pakistani families and in families that we know of it's never this case there's just like one yeah, those asian asian families in general like whether you're from pakistan whether you're from india or wherever in asia i feel like this 
the cultural aspect of being a young, like a if you're younger than someone, you can always listen to your elders. <laughs> and um, but however, um, I think as I'm growing older and I'm spending more time with a mama, like while being an adult, I'm realizing that I'm like it's true that I'm literally like literally like them in a way, like both of them combined. Like so many things that I used to disagree with them before when I was growing up or I was a teenager or I was in my like early twenties or whatever. I feel like so many of those things now I'm agreeing with them on because I finally understand like their point of view because they have so much more experience and they would never want any you know anything bad on us. And I think when people say that your parents can tell by looking at your friend, if this is a good friend or like not good for you, it's a hundred percent right because they don't even need to, I think, interact with that person. They just have the sixth sense about everything that they they can tell you that when something is not meant for you and when something is. And that understanding, I feel like I'm I'm finally understanding now that now I whenever it, I have now whenever you have yeah what? like now whenever I have like any if I need any advice or if I'm confused because that's also a family trait we're always confused. Um, if I have an issue, if I'm like double minded, like the first person I call is like a Malaba or it would be you, obviously. Or like you know, for like them, like nobody else comes in mind. Um, like they're like just the go to people that I would just be like, what do you think? Like, what should I do? What should I do? Like, I feel like I, without talking to them, like I, I just, I feel like I need that stamp of like you know, authority. But is it that you cannot make a decision by yourself? That's why you need that stamp of surety. And then you, if you can ask them and they're like, yeah, do this. And then you're like, okay, I'll do this. So now I know that someone else also told me. No, I don't think that's, no, I don't think that's that. I mean, at least now, because there's a lot of things that we still don't agree on, obviously, because there's always things that you don't agree on with your siblings, your friends, your parents, whatever. Um, and the things that I... You know, I'm I'm still standing firmly on things that I agree with and they disagree with. But I think when it comes to the general like principles of living, how you should live as a human being, or how, or or the bigger important decisions in your life, obviously not things like oh, like should I buy this or should I buy that. Um, but I think when it comes to more um, important, bigger decisions in life that's when I think that their input is like really valuable for both of us and I think you you feel the same way yeah I think there's a I, I agree with you on a lot of that I just need to put a caveat here because it depends a lot on how your relationship is with your parents and how your parents have been when, when you're growing up yeah because every person is different we have a different relationship with our parents so that's why we can even Never have this conversation then or we can even you know talk about these things i i still think yeah it's you can of course uh you know learn from their experience they're also living this life for the first time so you need to give them them and yourselves grace as you're growing up and yeah uh, a lot of the things that's a really good point because I think that's it's so easy to forget when when you're growing up because you just expect your parents to always 
be perfect and have everything. Yeah, I think we did expect that. And then that was yeah. half the time. That is where the annoyance comes from. If you can yeah, even exactly. say that, like, you know, or when you're growing up and you're like, oh, you don't know this. You don't know it how I know it. It's the same thing as starting a new job and you're doing something and you feel like someone who's been there for five years, they they don't know as much as you do, you know? So it, I think there's a, there needs to be a, like a meet, midway, meeting in the midway point where, of course, there's more experience, but they're not living in the time or the era that we are living in or growing towards. So those are two different separate things. You're living towards a newer time and they're coming from a time that has already passed or already in passing. So though, but, but the core learnings remain the same once yep. they go into this new time as well. So I look at it in that way that, okay, I, I can, I can add value in this relationship from my perspective whilst also being open-minded as I expect them to be open-minded towards me. So I should be open-minded towards what they're saying as well. Yeah, it cannot be, you know, that's uh, that I don't like j just listen to me and I don't want to listen to you. And at the end of the day, I still believe each person has their own decisions to make and they're responsible for those decisions and the outcomes from those decisions. You cannot, uh, you can ask for advice, uh, but you cannot put the blame on someone else that all because you gave me this advice. So that's why I did it. Yeah, no, I don't think you can ever it's it's ever okay to do that because if you're asking for someone's input and they they give they give you input of what they think is right that's just their opinion you know they're not telling you to go through with that and if you go through with that that's your choice and you're doing that by choosing to do that not because someone's forcing you um yeah yep 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 so moving on from that, uh, I think uh, what has been, like, how have you changed since you moved to the UK? Because now you live in the UK. I think I've changed in terms of that. I don't feel that societal pressure anymore. I think in Canada, um, obviously, I'm, like, I was in my early 20s at that time. And there's in, in that, like, phase, of your life there's still a lot of societal pressure to do what your friends are doing um just to be part of a group or you know you have to look a certain way you have to buy certain things you have to keep up a, with a certain lifestyle depending on obviously who your friend is with but i think that that was very like um present there like in in the north american culture in general not just canada i would say because canada is very influenced by american culture as well so yeah i think that's very much present in North America whereas when I moved to UK I changed in the fact that I became a lot more like laid back um not really caring about materialistic things anymore um not buying like you know in kind of clothes and I mean I am obviously I, I like really enjoy like fashion and jackets and clothes and shoes and all that but I think in Canada I was like in another extreme where I was literally buying anything I wanted and I had like five of the same things and I was a lot more I think I was really really spoiled and then here when I was in in UK um I just learned to have what I need and not like hoard things and, and yeah. um 
also live a more I think laid back and like chill lifestyle because everyone here is pretty I would say pretty chill and also also depends on where you're living like if you're living somewhere that's in central London I think those cycle crashes that I was speaking about that were present in North America then again come back because London is that type of vibe but then now like especially after moving to Bristol two years ago almost I'm like literally a farmer at heart now, almost. <laughs> and then well, after moving to like, because when I was in Toronto, I was always like, oh, I'm a city girl. Like I need, you know, my dream is to have like a apartment in like the center of downtown Toronto and like, you know, yeah. do my thing. But now I'm like, I, I just want to farm with like five goats and that's it. <laughs> so I think it's like, I've changed a lot. Very specific number of five goats. And the, and, and the biggest thing I think that changed uh, that my change came to me is not pleasing people and not uh, thinking that I have to have like five hundred friends to be successful in my you know social circle. Because after moving away, you really realize like who, what you're like who, and what are the valuable relationships that are meant to me for you and they they stay intact no matter where you are and i think now mm-hmm. i i have that you know peace of mind and that surety that okay the friendships that stayed intact are the ones that will never go away no matter like where i move and that's all i need basically so you you really then like realize who your core like friends and family are once you move away and then you don't, then you also, that, and I think that helps with setting boundaries as well, because then you realize that, okay, like this, I was doing that obviously like I didn't need to do. So that is to stop. Um, and I think just all in all, not just moving to Europe, I think everybody in their life growing up needs to move out of their parents' house yeah, and their hometown and just grow up like you don't need to move the country, but you need to definitely grow <laughs> your ass up. Yeah, like grow up, and I think you definitely need to move out of province or like somewhere like miles away from your hometown. So you just grow up yourself, and you yeah. become your own person. And you because the us, we still know people who are who haven't yeah. grown up even if when they have kids of their no, own. They they're still like ten year olds, and that's what like blows my mind that you have like two kids, but you you know. You're you're still the same because you you didn't move anywhere. You just stayed in that bubble. Yeah. Um, and also like there that also holds their conservatism. Yeah. That same point because they don't open their mind up to anything else. Yeah. So I think moving away is really like a big blessing. If you're able to do it, then you should definitely definitely do it. Yeah, and I think once you start to live away from uh from your family and from this kind of immediate support system that has kind of you know that has enabled you to eat and to grow and to magically yeah, have your clothes washed and once you get away from that then you start realizing okay i need to cook i need to eat i need to iron i need to clean i need to i mean yeah. these are the basic things you know survival things and i think if you don't know those things uh, I'm not saying that you should be doing that your whole life. Uh, if there's no wrong in doing so. I think you should be self-sufficient enough. But it does uh, make you understand how much work goes into it. Yeah, and uh, it makes that... you just 
be a kinder human being because it makes you appreciate the hard work that people are doing to maintain yeah. your lifestyle. You know, like for example, it's it's obviously everyone wants a, like a, a lavish life. Like I don't want to wash dishes every day. I don't want to wash my clothes, but if you know, but you need to. You need to do that because yeah. you're not you're not bigger than anyone else, and you need to learn hard work in life and. It's very easy to fall back and just relying on your parents or relying on not doing anything because obviously that's that's the easy way out. If you're just sitting on your app all day and not doing anything, who wouldn't want to do that then every day? Yeah. Um, but like and and that's one of the biggest things that I'm so blessed that we moved out of Pakistan because in Pakistan we weren't doing any of that. You know, we had drivers, we had gardeners, we had everything. Yeah and anything in our house to make our life so much easier. And we would have never appreciated the value of that or the value of the their, struggle. Yeah, the struggle and the value of their hard work unless we moved out and we did everything ourselves. Yeah. So in that way, we're also very blessed. Um, because now whenever I go back, I, Alhamdulillah, we still have all of that. And it's a good thing because it creates jobs for other people as well. But now, whenever I go back, I'm so much more appreciative for everybody, you know. Yeah. Like, there's a different level of love and respect that comes to you when you learn the struggle of people. Yeah, and I think your your it's how you frame as well, right? I think your challenges are actually the biggest blessings in your life. Yeah. I I think it was Stephen Colbert who said in one of the podcasts that. Uh, which of God's uh, challenges are actually actually not blessings, or which of the hardships that you have are not blessings? Everything is a blessing, because it kind of even during the moment, uh, you know, there's things that don't make any sense, like a loss of a loved one, or like a major yeah. accident, or a medical condition, or something. But it's because also I feel we are so engrossed in looking at it in a short term perspective. Uh, that we completely forget what is next or what is in the long, like in 10 years or something or after this life. Yeah. Uh, so it's the, the, if I had not lived alone, if I had not gone to, you know, exchange in 2013, where for the first time I washed my clothes by myself, 2013, like in my life, I, or the first time in my life I ironed there was no one I could just call and tell, hey, can you make me tea? Or can you make me food? And I could do yeah. all of those things again. I think that was, I mean, the first step, right? But I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, yeah. If it was not for the challenges and the people that I met on the way and the support that I had. So mm -hmm. definitely you should, if you're listening to this and you've never lived Get outside out. of the comfort of just family so home. You should move today right now. Pack a little bag. Don't be like unsafe. Like we're not promoting you to like ditch your family. But I'm just saying, make a conscious Make a conscious move and you know, maybe move to a different city. Okay, his life is short. Exactly. Move to a different city, meet new people, make new friends. Um in my case, don't make new friends. But at least move. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and we're constantly changing. Still, I think even when we meet, uh, after now we're gonna meet after a year almost or two years. No, okay, one year. Let's do two years now. One year, uh, and every time we change, uh, in some way, I shape, or form. Our birthdays together. I, I don't even like. I I don't remember the last time we spent birthday together. When was the last time we spent a birthday together? Maybe twenty thirteen. That's like really messed up. I just thought about that, and that needs to change. <laughs> like that's really concerning. Concerned. Because every single year we celebrate our birthdays on a WhatsApp group call with our parents, and all of us have some sort of like a cake in front of us with a candle. Yeah. That's yeah. literally our tradition for the last like. I don't even remember how long now. Yeah, it's been since I think twenty thirteen. I think I've that's... obviously I've still spent my birthday with the mom, but that you stayed with them for a few years after yeah. graduating. You are like really missing out on like free food. That's <laughs> 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 a lot of ancestral free food and sustenance. No, your next year's birthday should be like in Pakistan or something. Yeah, it's too soon to say that right now, but that will be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, that's one other thing. Like when you're living, uh, like at this, this no, my English has left the chat. When you're living as a you're, you're living as a family who are not geographically placed in the same area, then you have. You have this thing of uh, you miss out on things, right? You miss out on certain small things, certain big things, but you make do with what you can. Yep, I have an idea for you. I think we could meet your podcast listeners one word or doing every podcast in the beginning, like a word. First, I need to I need to improve my own Urdu to <laughs> be able to do that. <laughs> Coming from someone. Who didn't read Urdu properly? I don't yeah. think this is something uh, you should be propagating right now. No, I can read Urdu. It just takes me a really long time to finish the sentence. But like, <laughs> I can really read. Like, three minutes later. <laughs> later. It's like if, the, if if you go to the train station and the the thing is in Urdu and the train which platform it is on, that time you finish it, the train has left. Not just left, the, the, like the train station closed down. That would literally happen. Like I would still be there going white hair. No, I'm joking. No, I'm pretty, the thing is that like, you know when Pakistan news channels, like when the Urdu news comes, that is my biggest pet peeve. I want the tickers in the bottom of the screen. Yeah, because they're so fast. So I, I'm like, when I'm finishing the first word, they're, they're already down to like the 15th. <laughs> So like, make, you slow down. You should make a TikTok about this and just get like progressively start getting angry. <laughs> I swear it makes me so, it makes me feel so useless. I never turn on the podcast. So useless. beautiful, looking like a ball. Just looking like a ball. A ball. Please cut this out of your podcast. I, well, I need yeah, to it's close. That was the best part. I'm never going to cut this out of the podcast. I should have started that way. I'm annoyed. So beautiful. <laughs> Just looking like a wow. For people who don't know this, this is a, a TikTok or something. Your town. 
of a lady who sells like uh, Indian clothes, and she's describing her outfits in that way, and that okay. became viral. No, but, yeah, as a meme. Yep. As, okay, before we go, go towards the end, uh, actually, this is the end. This is the end. Okay, I don't know why I did that, but uh, this is not. I'm literally seeing in one week. Yeah, I know. I meant the end of the podcast, my friend. Okay, thank God. How can you recommend to people who grow up or to girls who are growing up in this on similar to our society to become more independent or to follow, you know, follow their dreams? The first thing I would say is don't fall into societal pressure of any kind. Be firm on where you stand and always go with what you want to do. And secondly, obviously in our culture, there's always a lot of people get, like in Urdu, they say, no kya which means in English, what might people think or say. I think don't fall. It's very easy to get into that, obviously when you're living amongst those type of people in that society. But don't care about what anyone else thinks of your choices as long as you're um, proud of yourself and you're proud of your choices and they align with your values and morals and your thoughts and opinions as a young woman growing up in a in that type of environment, then always go for it. And if there's anything, any generational cultural um, habit or tradition that you don't agree with, then be the change for the coming for yourself and the coming generations and don't fall into the same type of um in the same mold, break out of the mold. That's what I would say. All right, that's a, that's a great answer. Thank you for sharing it with us. And yeah, with that, thank you for being a part of the podcast as well. I know you're still at work, <laughs> so we're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stop this here, and hopefully in the future have you back on at some point. I think now I can definitely come back on. Like, obviously, I'm not as scared now. Um, okay, buddy. <laughs> okay, buddy. All right, then. Bye. See you. See you. Thank you for having me.